0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Today we're going to talk about how to plan Disney World trips in 2023. That's coming up on this episode 344 of WW Prep to Go. Hello and welcome to WW Prep to Go, where we talk strategy and ideas for people planning their Disney World trips. I am your host, Shannon Albert from wwprepschool.com. Thank you for being here for episode 344. Today is going to be a standalone episode where I just talk through some things to teach you about Disney World planning. Haven't done one of these in a little while, so we want to throw this in the mix so that you can learn about the proper steps if you've never listened to or read our planning process before. Before we get into that, I wanted to share some reminders that I always share. One is to follow on social media, WDW Prep School on all the platforms. And if you want to be a trip report guest, feel free to submit that through the SpeakPipe information that is in the show notes of every episode. Leave a voicemail with your trip information. And if it works out, a member of my team will reach out to get it scheduled. So today I wanted to talk about two main things. One is uh, our seven-step planning process for planning Disney World trips. We have, since I started the site 10 and a half years ago, have always had a planning process. The point of it is to help you feel less overwhelmed, but also make sure that you do things in the right order. It used to be a six-step playing process, but in the last couple years, we updated it to seven steps to reflect the changes that Disney has made, and there have been plenty of those. Speaking of those changes, the other thing I want to talk about today is what has changed in the last couple of years, because there are lots of you who knew how to plan trips to Disney World, and you've you know, thought of yourself as a bit of an expert. It was maybe a hobby. And then everything changed. And suddenly you felt like you weren't an expert anymore and couldn't keep up with the changes. But I wanted to share what has changed so that you can just kind of get caught up and you can feel smart again and be current with how things are working nowadays. So let's start with our seven-step planning process and just go through that. And there'll be links in the show notes if you want to read it so you don't have to memorize it from just listening. Um, But Sometimes talking through things will hit differently than just reading the articles by themselves. Step one is to pick your trip dates. And this might be decided for you if you're dealing with school breaks or work you know, breaks or something like that. But if you have kind of a wide open time, then you might benefit from doing a, a bit more research on the ideal time to go. We have a crowd calendar that we put out for every single year. It's our most popular piece of content on the website. And we put together so many pieces of information in order to do these crowd calendars. It includes holidays, popular times to travel. It includes run Disney events. We consider lots of school calendars and like when schools are likely to be out, cheer and dance events, et cetera, et cetera. So we kind of pull this all together. And we try to make some good educated guesses about when it's going to be busy. And then you can kind of pick based on the dates that you have available. Even if you have your dates in mind, it can be helpful to look at a crowd calendar to look at what the busy level is going to be, because if it says it's going to be busy, you don't have to, you know, give up on it or, or fret, but you need to just make sure you're really well prepared. You're going to make sure you have your dining reservations made plenty ahead of time, and you're going to make sure you're touring and Genie Plus strategies are on point and all that kind of stuff. So it can just sort of be helpful to know what you're getting yourself into, even if you already know your dates. You are going to also, as part of this step, just check the Park Pass Reservations to make sure they're available. Now Park Pass Reservations, which we'll talk about more in another step or two, they are often available for most dates but sometimes they do get booked up and so in this step before you buy anything book anything whatever just make sure there's, there's park pass reservations available for your date so that's kind of all under this first step step two is to choose where to stay and go ahead and book it now obviously when you're choosing where to stay there are lots of different options you have on-site and off-site on-site isn't cheap, but it does have some perks that go with it in regards to when you can book your advanced dining reservations, the uh, ability to use early entry, and when you can book the individual lighting lane selection. On-site guests get to do that at 7 a.m., off-site guests do that when the park opens. So there are some perks to staying on-site. But at this step, you need to decide if it's on-site or off-site. And if it is on-site, which of the resorts is it going to be? If it's off-site, where is that going to be? Lots of different decisions and pros and cons of all of it. But at the end of the step, what I need you to do is go ahead and make sure you book it because Disney is very popular and the resorts do get full. So if you're staying on-site in particular, you want to make sure to snag it. It is relatively easy because you just have to put down a deposit, and if you end up having to change your mind later, you can get that money back, but at least make your deposit to get your resort secured. Step three is to make a daily plan. We have always had this as part of our planning process with the park pass reservation system. It's even more important because they force you to decide where you're gonna be every day. Now, the reason that we have always encouraged people to do this even before the park reservation system existed is because we want you to be able to plan your dining in a later step based on where you're going to be because it can be kind of random when people just book reservations all over the place and then they get there and they don't realize you know how much time it takes to get between point a and b so we still have this as part of our process to make a daily plan to decide where you're going to be each day of your trip. You might want to consider a break day in the middle of your trip if you have a trip that's five plus days. Um, You also need to consider how many days in each park. If you have little ones, you're much more likely to probably spend multiple days in Magic Kingdom. If you have um, animal lovers, maybe you spend more time in Animal Kingdom than most people, et cetera, you know. Um, And then maybe consider a break day in the middle. Once you have all of that decided, your daily plan, you will want to choose your tickets which will tell you the number of days of tickets that you need and also what kind of tickets, because it, are you going to be park hopping or not? If you definitely are not going to park hop, no need to you know add that extra expense to your tickets. Um, and then you, after you choose your tickets, can make your park pass reservations for the parks when based on where you've decided you'll be each day of your trip. So at the end of step three, you'll have tickets and park pass reservations. That is it for that, let's move on to step four. Step four is to finalize how you are getting to Disney World. Now this did not used to be part of the process, but we added it in because of the Park Pass Reservation System. And that is because there are way too many people that have put themselves on planes headed to Disney World. They had no Park Pass Reservations and everything else had been paid for and they were you know en route so we want to make sure that your park press reservations are secured before you book a plane ticket or you know map out your road trip or whatever it is that you're planning to do to get to disney world so at this point just make sure that you know how you're going to get there maybe you buy those plane tickets maybe you book that train if you're on the east coast and have that option etc but that should be the outcome of step four Step five is to plan your dining. And as I already mentioned, we suggest making your daily plan as an earlier part of the planning process, um, primarily, or in large part, I should say, because of the dining so that you can plan your dining based on where you're going to be. If I haven't said this before um, or recently, one of my biggest lessons on my very first Disney World trip was this very thing. I had heard about all these great restaurants and I booked them and then we ended up on buses and it just the commute time getting to and from dinner with little ones, it was it was so much longer than I could have ever anticipated. And so it is very important to me that you plan your dining base where you're going to be. If you're staying in a resort that has Great dining on site. Make sure you take advantage of it. If you're going to be at a park, try to eat there or at a resort that is near that park. Um, Just really keep that in mind because having so much time on buses getting to and from dinner can really make it a pain, particularly with little ones. So at this step, you need to make your dining plans, and then 60 days out, you you want to make your table service reservations. And if you're on site, you can do that all in one sitting. So for your whole trip, if you're off site, you'll need to do it 60 days before each day that you are going to be eating. If you are planning less than 60 days out and you want some difficult dining reservations, you might want to switch the steps in the planning so that your dining is planned before your daily plan, which may be a little bit confusing, but you kind of want to look at like, okay, um, this reservation is really important to me. So I'm going to take it anytime it's available during the week that we're there so let's say you snag it for the fifth day and then on that fifth day you're like okay i got that so now i'm going to make my park press reservation for that park to match the dining reservation so if you have less time to plan sometimes these steps have to have a little bit of an adjustment but if you have more than 60 days make sure that you make all your reservations 60 days out if you can step six is to plan your park touring. You need to get an idea of what rides you want to do you know if you have little ones you could decide to only focus on them and do what they're into or maybe you want to do all the sort of headliners or the best of the best and you'll need to use rider switch with your little ones or whatever your situation is you need to kind of narrow down the list because you're not going to be able to do everything also as part of this step you're going to want to learn about the genie plus system that's a tricky one much more complicated than FastPass or anything else that's part of the planning process. But you need to learn about it and decide if you want to use it. Maybe you use it for party a trip, maybe you use it not at all, maybe you use it every day. But learn at least a little bit so that you can make a decision once you're there, if you're going to use it and how to go about that. And the last step in the planning process is to add extra magic. And this is where you just kind of make it personal. You add little touches for your trip. It doesn't have to cost any extra, but it could. You could create countdowns to get everybody kind of involved and hype before you leave. You could watch Disney movies related to the parks attractions. You could make matching shirts. You could also splurge on some extras like a dessert party or have special gifts delivered to your room, et cetera, et cetera. So this is where you just kind of personalize it for your family or your friend group or whoever it is you're traveling with to make it special just for you. And that's kind of the whole planning process, um, outlined. But kind of related to this is the things that have changed in the last couple of years. And so we wanna get you up to speed in case this is um, new information and it's been a while. Number one is gonna be something I've already mentioned several times as part of the planning process, which is that you do have to have park pass reservations. You can't just show up at a park and expect to get in. You must have a park pass reservation every single day. They're almost always easy to get and they're available way 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 ahead of time so be sure to snag those as soon as you know which park you want to visit each day and when you have your park tickets you do need to know um number two on this list is park hopping and that is that next up on the list is a change to park hopping so it used to be that if you had park hopping as part of your tickets you could just hop that you could hop to all four parks you know bam 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 an hour apart if you wanted to but now park hopping has changed so that you cannot park hop until two o'clock you don't have to have a park pass or reservation for that second park but you do have to wait um the time actually is about 1 as opposed to two o'clock but officially disney says it is two o'clock so this would be new information to you if you're um in the past have just hopped around and didn't really pay attention to the timing. But nowadays it is 1:47 or 2 o'clock. Number three in the list of ways that Disney World Planning has changed is the dining reservation. Instead of 180 days out, you can now make your reservation 60 days out. So don't have the, you know, six months of planning. You have just a couple of months. And although... Dining reservations have always been hard to get, even when they were 180 days out. It seems like they, some of them are even harder now. And so the advent of services like Mouse Watcher, Mouse Signing, etc. have become popular to snag hard to get reservations. Likely a lot of you know that, and you have heard those in the trip reports because it's just kind of a normal part of planning now. People will get online to make their reservations 60 days out. And if there are difficulties making them, they will set up alerts to try to get any that they couldn't get on their own. I will tell you that I recently made some reservations for an April trip and it is Easter week. So I expected it to be really hard and I got everything that I wanted and I have been reading that other people are having a better time as well. So I'm hoping that is a sign that things are getting a bit easier than they used to be maybe capacity has increased maybe the systems are less glitchy I'm not sure the explanation there but I'm hoping that if people are on 60 days out that they will have better odds than they have in the last couple of years but if you don't get it don't fret you can always try again um, you know as you wait for your trip to approach and or set up these alerts to these services so they can message you as soon as they detect an opening has come up the fourth thing that has changed is that FastPass is now Genie Plus. I have mentioned this as part of the planning process, but this is definitely the trickiest thing, new thing to learn. The Fast Passes are now called Lightning Lanes and are part of the new Disney Genie Plus system and it costs money to book them. So FastPasses used to be free with your park tickets and now if you want to have a skip the line kind of experience you're going to have to pay a daily fee for it most rides are part of the genie plus system and that's how you book a lightning lane but the most popular rides one or two per park are pulled out of the genie plus system and they are called individual Lightning lanes and they're just a la carte so you can book those on their own you could book only an individual lightning lane and no genie plus you could book just genie plus and no individual e lane or a combination of both it's up to you but it all costs extra and works much differently so that's something that you'll have to learn if you are trying to get caught up on the changes from the last couple of years number five for things that have changed are that the extra park time for on-site guests has changed the way it works so it used to be called extra magic hours And that name and the way that that worked is now gone and it's been replaced by two new things, early entry and extended evening theme park hours. Early entry is available daily for all onsite guests and it allows you into the parks 30 minutes before the offsite people. In the past, the morning extra magic hours used to be available a couple times a week at a couple of parks. Now it's just daily at every park 30 minutes beforehand. The extended evening theme park hours are the ev- you know the evening extra magic hours. That's the equivalent. However, they are only available to deluxe and deluxe villa guests. They are usually offered at Epcot and Magic Kingdom a couple of times per week. You'll want to check the schedule before your trip to know which of the parks offer it. Um, but only deluxe guests can get the evening version of this. Number six is that dining has gone more mobile. So if you went in the before times, then having mobile ordering for quick service restaurants was something that you likely did. However, it has increased a lot in the last few years. So a lot more quick service locations do offer mobile ordering. And it is usually very convenient and allows you to pick up your food in a much shorter line than if you got into the standby line. So that will be hopefully a pleasant uh, surprise because it used to be kind of limited, uh, particularly in parks like Epcot, and they have increased the options there. In addition to the increase in mobile ordering, most table service restaurants now have mobile check-in. So when you arrive to a restaurant, as long as you're within the vicinity, Um, And up to 15 minutes beforehand, you can open the app and you check in for your reservation in this check-in process. They will ask you some questions about like food allergies and you can usually add one additional person if you need to, et cetera, et cetera. And then after you complete that mobile check-in, it will text you to say your table is ready. And so that can be a really convenient thing as you are making your way to the restaurant. Number seven, Magic Bands are a little bit different. They're still around, but they are not free for on-site guests anymore. You do have some Magic Band alternatives, including using Magic Mobile, which is in the My Disney Experience app, which allows you to use your phone and smartwatch to do things like open your hotel doors, scan park tickets, and tap in for Genie Plus selections. Magic Band Plus is now out, and it is a more expensive Magic Band, which, ha- which has some more functionality. We are not huge fans of this because it is a lot more expensive. The Magic Band Plus is a lot more bulky, much more like a watch, but the an additional price and size of these to us is not worth it 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 allows some interactivity in the parks which can be kind of fun if you want to try it out maybe you get one magic band plus for your group just to see how it works but we like the older magic bands much better they are easier to wear less expensive etc Number eight on this list is that the entertainment has changed in the parks. Um, The interesting thing about this is that the entertainment changed in the last couple of years, and it's about to change again. So just know that the uh, fireworks at Epcot and Magic Kingdom were introduced. It went from Happily Ever After to Enchantment at Magic Kingdom, but now it's getting ready to go back to Happily Ever After, and over at Epcot... It went from what was the last show? It was Illuminations. We had Epcot Forever for a while, and then it became Harmonious, and now it's going back to Epcot Forever for a while. So it's there's been a lot of different like shifts, but we're kind of going back to some older shows here very very soon. But at Epcot, I want to point out that Spaceship Earth has a a in the evenings a light show. Usually, it changes out with the festivals, which are almost year-round at Epcot. And so it's worth it, like, as you're exiting the front of Epcot, to just wait a few minutes, and it kind of continuously runs the lights and music on Spaceship Earth. So that is actually really fun, and we highly recommend catching that. So that's, that's something to keep an eye on is the changes in entertainment in the parks. And lastly, on this list of changes is that there is no more Magical Express. You likely know this as it has been one of the most disappointing things for people. So now you have to find your own transportation to get to and from Disney World. We, as people who travel without little ones, usually use Rideshare. If we had little ones, we would be more likely to use private car service, or Uber does have a car seat option, something like that. Um, There are bus options that are similar to Magical Express that you can book like Sunshine Flower, no, no, not Flower, Flyer, Sunshine Flyer, and um, Mirrors. So, you know, there are bus options available, but you just have to pay for those and book those yourself. So you'll have to figure that part out, whereas before it was included with your Disney World trip. All right, so that is the updated planning process and things that have changed in the last few years in case you needed to kind of walk through it that way. We will, of course, have links to the information in the show notes if you would like to read it back later and refer to it as you plan. I think that will wrap up this episode of Prep 2 go For more information, please check the show notes in your podcast app or head to the website wwwprepschool.com. Click on podcast at the top and scroll down to episode 344. Until next time, I will see you on the site. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?